Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Happy December 13th, Tuesday, December 13th. This is episode 146 of Elijah Fire. So glad to be here. So glad to have you here. So glad to have my guest here after many, many, many moons. Also, really quick, um, I've been talking a lot about, you know, what we do with the donations when you donate to ElijahFire.com slash donate. That it, a lot of it goes towards this to keep it free and keep it five days a week, keep it, the whole ship afloat. But some of it is also going to water well efforts in Uganda. We partnered with, partnered with Show Mercy International, longstanding friends with the Elijah List, great people, Mike and Lori Sally, uh, and their daughter, Caitlin, has been making a lot of these update videos for us. She did a great job. And this morning, I signed in for work and I said, look at that. We got a brand new one. So I'm going to play that and then we're gonna get, it's, we are going to get started. I'm here at one of the water well commissions and it is so much joy. It has been a heavy downpour. But everyone is stuck in their seats, excited about this miracle that is happening right here in this Today, the joy, joy, joy is so much. to say thank you so much to everyone that has made this possible. The people right here are overjoyed and they have trusted God for this water well. So we thank you. Is that great? Man, so, so great. And the fact that they're just giving people their lives back so they're whole life doesn't revolve around getting water that could be from tainted water sources we're giving them fresh clean water accessible easy to uh easy to get and it's opening their lives up to actually build their communities and do more than just get water so amazing thank you for all you guys' donations you guys are so kind so generous and um yeah it's just great i'm i am so i have gratitude in my heart it's so great so speaking of so great, my guest today is so great. And would you believe it? The last time we had this guy on the show was episode four, four, not 40, not 114, not 104, four. And I was like, why did it take us so long? What in the world happened? It just happened. Okay. And here we are, episode 146. He's back. He's a, he is, he is an evangelist. He is uh, just somebody that I really admire his walk with the Lord. He's a great example to the body of Christ. He's the founder of compassion to action. Let's give it up for my guest today. Chris Overstreet. What up? What's happening, Jeff? So great to be with you again, man. Welcome back, man. It's just been so long, like too long. So I know it. Yeah. Hey, this All is right. going to be so, good. Yeah. So Chris, what, what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about hearing the voice of the Lord and stepping out in faith. But hey, before we even get into it, Jeff, can I just say thank you guys so much for talking about Show Mercy International. I serve on the board there and uh, we're so excited about the wells that are being provided um, based on your guys' help. And yeah. so we want to just say thank you, so thank cool. you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think Steve has like 
it now we're at like a digging a new well every four or every three days or something like that. It's just crazy, man. Like, yeah. Since so. you guys started doing that, our the the ministry has exploded there, and uh, it's making a massive impact. So thank you guys so much. Wow. So there you go. There you go. You have a testimony from somebody uh, on the inside. So yeah. Okay. So we're going to be talking about hearing God's voice. How important is hearing God's voice, Chris? Uh, it's it's fundamental. In fact, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. every believer, um, it's in their DNA to hear the voice of God. In fact. Um, they wouldn't be a Christian had they had not heard the voice of God because the Holy Spirit um, was the one that brought them to Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So last time you were on the show, you detailed your um, your testimony. Um, you know, we've you've talked about that many times. But what was your process like of beginning to hear God's voice even within yourself? Well, I, I think that, you know, you recognize the voice of the Lord when you come to the Lord. And then um, oftentimes, you know, we think it's our mind that, oh, that's just my thought. Um, but it, it's a, this is a relationship that the Lord wants to develop with us. Mm. And for me at first, it was, um, I thought I had just been making stuff up, um, but it was actually the Lord speaking to me, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so I think a lot of people, they think they're making stuff up, but, but it's mm. actually the Lord speaking to them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So, um, where, where do you want to go with this, man? Like, I I know that was, this was really on your heart in terms of talking about hearing God's voice. I don't know if you want to bust down into some, some testimonies of, of times where you did. Um, yeah, I I just kind of want to like give you the floor. Like, where do you want, where do you want to go with this? Yeah. How about we start off with the times that I thought I did and then how even God used that to okay, change something that, inside of me. How, how about how about we bring the cookies just down a little yeah. bit and uh, and then help people? Yeah. And uh, because sometimes people feel like, well, I can't hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. I can't be used like that. And, um, you know, I remember in 1999, I, I went to a youth with a mission in yeah, Chico, California. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people that had testimonies of stepping out and uh, going to certain locations, they would meet certain people. And, um, and inside, I wanted that, but it wasn't showing up in my life. Sure. And um, one night I was praying, I said, God, would you, would you speak to me? Would you reveal something? I hear all these testimonies and the staff are encouraging us to step out. And so one night I had this impression uh, to go somewhere that I would see someone and uh, and that the Lord would show up. So I told I told the other um, you know students at YWAM, and we get in a car. It's late at night. We're driving, and I can't find the place that I thought that I was going to see, nor can I find the people that I thought that I was going to minister to. And uh, we pull over, and I was in the passenger seat, and I was devastated, um, absolutely devastated. I started crying. I was thirty. I was twenty-one years old. Started crying. And there was an individual that became a Barnabas to me in that moment. And they said, Chris, you didn't fail. And I said, guys, what are you talking about? There's no one here. We didn't even find the location that I thought that I was going to, to see. And they said, no, you didn't fail. And I said, guys, I don't understand what you're talking about. And, and they said, Chris, you didn't fail. And I said, guys, come on, let's just face it. There's no one here. And this is what they said that changed my life, Jeff. And this is what I want the listener to hear right now. They said this, Chris, most people wouldn't do anything. They would go to church every week. They would hear a message and they never step out in faith. 
This is what they said that changed my life. They said, God loves your heart. He loves your heart that you would be willing to take a step Come of on. faith. And that freed me up, man. That took the pressure off of me, Jeff. It took the pressure off of me to, to try to struggle to hear Come the on. voice of God. Yeah. And then I got to rest in the presence of the Lord. And from his presence, he began to make things happen. I wasn't, it was no longer this thing about, I got to try, I got to try so hard. It was more about, I want to just abide in the voice and, and, and the presence of God and be listening and giving me the freedom to step out in faith. Dude. So I have uh, two stories that come to mind. One was I was listening to the radio because I was kind of in this process when I was in YWAM as well. You know, I were both YWAMers. Um, and uh, I remember I was, I was sitting there and I was like frustrated because I was kind of weighing these different options in my mind the things I was seeking the Lord about. And, and um, I was really frustrated because I was like, am I going to get this wrong? Am I going to get it wrong? Um, and I heard this song come on the, I, I was listening to like a, a playlist and I was like, mm -hmm. it was a song I'd never heard of before, but I was like, this sounds like this, this artist. And then I looked and it ended up being that artist and in that moment. God used that. And he was like, how did you know that that was that artist? I was like, because I've spent time listening to their music. And he goes, exactly. He's like, and it, it, it he basically was affirming, confirming a word that I thought I, that, I thought was God, but then, you know, you get the doubts that come in and you're like, oh, but like, is it God? Is it God? But how did I, how did I ultimately hear him correctly? Even at the time I was conflicted, it's because I spent time listening That's to it. his music. It spent time listening to him, his voice in his word, you know? Um, and uh, I think that that is absolutely paramount is there's so much anxiety that we have, especially young people, not even just young people like, Am I hearing God correctly? Am I not? Uh, and and realizing I'm at the point now where I'm like, when it's God, I know it's God. But it's because I spent time listening. I spent time listening to His voice. Yeah, and it's like you know one of the one of the things that I I learned right after that is go into my room, shut the door, take my Bible out, take my journal out, and listen to His voice discover how he's speaking to me mm. and uh and man but that 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 helped free me up to be able to pursue in faith incredible things that god wanted to do come on yeah so the other story i had um to kind of build on this is um when i was praying about going into ywam gonna, gonna go do a dts it's discipleship training school for those who don't know um it's three months of lecture two to three months of outreach in a foreign country and so it's a big financial investment. It's a big time investment. Um, and it means pausing your life or leaving your life behind and going and doing something um, for the Lord. And so I was weighing this out and I just was really conflicted because I'd never done anything this big before. And I remember it was a week before the school was going to start. And the school leader calls me and he's like, what's you know, what's the hesitation? Because I was like, I, I really want to do this, but, and there was all these buts because I was like, what if I'm hearing wrong? Like, what if this isn't right? What if I'm supposed to be doing this? It's something he said to me, and I've sh I think I've shared this like one time on the show before, but something he said to me that like you with your friends changed the course of, of how I looked at hearing God's voice and just, it gave me boldness. And he said, he said, you seeking God, you making the effort to listen and hear and obey 
God's not, God's not sitting there going, ah, oh, Jeff, you're not supposed to go here. You were supposed to go there to serve me, not over here. You heard me wrong. The fact alone that you stepped out in faith, that I stepped out in faith, I'm stepping out in faith to go do this thing, believing that it's God, that, that's the measurable difference between not doing it and doing it. Even if it was wrong, God's delight in like, yes, he's getting it. He's listening. He's actually listening. And, and it's like that type of thing. It's like, God's going to, going to give you more. He's going to speak more. And it's just, um, I get very excited about this, man. And so, yeah, absolutely right, man. That's a, you know, once we take one step, he gives us more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, what, do you have any other areas, other times where you, you heard God wrong and then it, it ended up him flipping it? Or was that like the big, the big one you shared when, when I, I think that was the big one. I think yeah. we're always learning, sure. you know, we're always growing, but mm -hmm. that was the turning point that took, that took pressure off of me. Yeah. So do you feel like, um, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you feel like there are times, cause you, like you said, we're always learning and it's true. Um, Sometimes I feel like it can be, you know, you could be the areas where I, I was learning to hear God. Now that I look back on them, were actually really quiet seasons. And sometimes as you grow in the Lord and he entrusts you with more, it's like learning to, to hear God in the midst of the noise. Like as you get into higher levels of, um, and, and it's like, so you're still learning, you're always learning to hear God in the midst of whatever the the arena that you've moved into. I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. And he wants to train us. So everything isn't perfect. You know, we were designed to hear the voice of the Lord, mm -hmm. uh, not when things are uh, just perfect. We're designed to hear the voice of the Lord in storms. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, everybody is designed to hear the voice of the Lord. Does everybody hear the voice of the Lord in every Christian? Every Christian, it's in their DNA to hear the voice of the Lord. I believe that God is speaking. The number one way that God speaks is through his word. Come on. Uh, but but God, um, he speaks in many different ways. We can see it throughout the Bible. It's very clearly how, how you know, the Lord is, he's always speaking. So I believe that every Christian is designed to hear the voice of the Lord. It's just recognizing how is God speaking. Hmm. Okay. How? How, Chris? How how does God speak? Well, that's and uh, that's a great question, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, for me, God speaks many ways in dreams. Yeah. Um, so He speaks in dreams. He speaks in pictures. He speaks in memories. He speaks in visions. He speaks in impressions. He speaks in uh, hearing people's comfort. You know, you're just listening to someone, and you're like, "Wow, something is highlighted in this conversation." And, you know, he speaks in highlights, you know, uh, you know, you can be walking by someone and you don't know why they are just sticking out to you, but they're sticking out to you. What's the impression behind that? I always call that the highlight. So the Lord is um, speaking about that individual. So I, I, I know that he's speaking. So there's revelation. What is he saying? And then there's an interpretation. What does this mean? And then there's application. How do I communicate this? So revelation, interpretation and application. We're created to hear the voice of the Lord, but disempowering, um, disempowering teaching, um, what it does is it, it, it actually stunts the growth of, of believers to think that they are not qualified like me. 
I had a disempowering belief system that said that I wasn't I wasn't like these other people. Yeah. Um, but the Lord began to chip it away and says, hey, if you've got my Holy Spirit, if I live inside of you, it's natural for you to hear my voice. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. But you've got to trust me. And the problem is many people don't trust that God wants to speak to them. They, they think, well, you know, God will speak to that person, but not me. Wow. Yeah, that's a huge one, though, is like even the um, the amount of. You can still have faith that God's going to do something, but but you like that was something that I had to really work through. God had to like weed out of me was like, yeah, I got to believe that you can do X, Y and Z. I just don't believe you can do it through me. And I think that uh, that's one of the ways that that Satan can come in and try and discourage us from from continuing to press in and hear God. You're like, well, he's not going to speak to me anyway. So why do I even try? And then it's like. It just opens up the door for so many other lies to come in because you're not listening to God's voice anymore. Right. So, yeah. 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 And the Lord wants our heart to be, you know, soft, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, remaining soft, uh, a soft heart is so important on recognizing the voice of the Lord. You know, in Proverbs, we're told to watch over our heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. I mean, here's a great example. You know, the word of the Lord came to King Saul. King Saul disobeyed the word of the Lord. And uh, and then just a few chapters later, I believe it's in 1 Samuel 15 or 1 Samuel 13, um, you know, uh, the word of the Lord came again. And, and Samuel uh, he he thought he was this is this is the dangerous thing. He thought he was worshiping the Lord by by offering sacrifice. Hmm. But Samuel said he's actually in rebellion because he's he's doing all this stuff that looks like worship. But but Samuel comes to him and says, no, you're actually in complete rebellion because you knew the word of the Lord and you did nothing with it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And OK, so going back to the hearing God's voice, I think it is a process of, of learning, like going, speaking of Samuel in Samuel, when he's a kid and God is speaking to him, Samuel, Samuel, and he gets up and he's like, he's like, he thinks it's the priest, Eli. Right. Yep. And he's like, he goes up to him and he's like, Hey, what? And he's like, I didn't say anything. And then it's like same thing. And then finally he's like, Hey, uh, you know, God's trying to speak to you. This is what you say when, when you hear it again, and uh, I think he says, like, speak for your servant is listening or something like that. And I think that learning, learning to hear God really just it's interesting because YOM has that foundational teaching of hearing God's voice. It's often like the first week of any school uh, you, you talk about hearing God's voice. Right. And it was crazy because during that time, I would say like the weeks leading up to me even doing the school. I would get woken up in the middle of the night by God. And I like, I just felt this hunger to read his word. And I would just like get up and I'd be like reading for hours. And I started hearing that still small voice inside. And so it was crazy when I was learning about it going like, whoa, like I, God's already been speaking to me like through this and, and this and this, like he'd give me, like I'd be out and about and, um, and, and then he'd be like, Hey, I want, when you get home, I want you to read this scripture. And he's speaking to me about my identity and, and how he made me and all these things. But all of that comes, I think there's a lot of anxiety. Like we want formulas, right? We're like, okay, no, but like, tell me how exactly to do it. I'm like, 
the best advice I can give anybody is seek his presence. Like, yep. that's how I learned how to hear his voice. Yeah, it's nuanced. Yeah, there's multiple different ways. He can speak through events. He can speak through dreams. He can speak through words of knowledge, um, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Other people can get a word and speak it to you, you know? And Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. But all of it stems from from abiding in his presence, like you were talking about, right? Yep. So, Yeah, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. So good. And when that becomes the priority, um, his voice becomes more clear to us. Hmm. Okay, so Chris, um, does God, oh, how do I want to frame this question? Does God always, uh, when he speaks to us, does he always give us what we want? (laughs) Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. You know, no. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about that. Yeah. Um, so years ago, so when I was on staff at Bethel, I would I would travel with Bill, uh, Bill Johnson. And I remember being on a trip uh, with Georgia with him. And uh, one night I have a dream. And in the dream, I am to move to Weaverville, California for the summer. Now, Weaverville is a small little mountain town in California, and it is uh, probably about 45 minutes from uh, Redding, California. And in the dream, I'm like, I'm not excited about this at all. Not excited. And I I wake up, I tell some friends, and I'm not excited about moving to Weaverville. And uh, I went went to the Lord and I just prayed. I said, God, I'm not excited about this at all. This is not exciting. And if this is you, then change my heart. Mm. The next morning, I had a change of heart. Still nervous, but change of heart. And that summer, I, I was in Weaverville. And, um, and that summer was all about going deeper in hearing the voice of the Lord. Mm. God began to show up in supernatural ways, hearing his voice, stepping out in faith. And, and, uh, but had I not went to Weaverville, because I had two trips planned to South Africa, two trips. Wow. And I canceled those trips in obedience to go to Weaverville. Hmm. What about the time that you left Bethel to move up to the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> Wasn't that also kind of a similar situation where you were like, not kind of like begrudgingly, like it wasn't, it wasn't your first option. No, it, it wasn't my first option. And it, it seems like uh, God has a way of um, finding out where our heart is at. And he did the same thing with Abraham. Remember, um, Abraham, uh, he just received a promise, which is a son. Mm-hmm. And he's so excited about it. And then God says, sacrifice your son. And I mean, you think like, hey, this is crazy. But you know what yeah. Abraham did? He told his individuals that went up there with the mountain with him and says, you stay here. I'm going to go worship. You stay here. I'm going to go worship. He's about ready to do something he doesn't want to do, but he trusts the nature of God, Mm. that God is going to show up. He understood the nature of God. He understood that if he even did, God was going to be able to resurrect him. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, man. Yeah. So when I moved from Redding, California to to Washington, I didn't didn't want to. I surrendered. And then God blessed it. Blessed mm. it tremendously. Yeah, and action was birthed out of it. Mm. But it was birthed out of a, a surrender of listening to the voice of the Lord and responding. Mm. And um, and the voice of the Lord came through my wife. And I as it I often had, does, you know. <laughs> man, I had to recognize it through my wife. Yeah. 
And um, yeah. and so God is speaking right now. He's speaking to people right now. He's talking to people right now. Yeah. And he is, he's tuning our ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And um, I'd like to share a testimony of something that took place on one of my trips recently. I was uh, at a location and the Lord, the Lord spoke to me. This was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was in Monroe, Michigan. And while I was writing a book, um, I, I felt like the Lord just said out of nowhere, Fourth Street liquor store, Fourth Street liquor store. And so I, I'm just getting ready for the service that night. And I was doing some writing on my book. And um, that night, later after the service, I, I just told um, one of the pastors there, one of the leaders there, I said, we've got to go to this location. And um, and sure enough, right around the corner from 4th Street, there's a liquor store. As soon as we pull into that liquor store, Jeff, there was a gentleman coming outside of the liquor store. I said, hey, man, I just want to tell you that Jesus loves you. He's got a plan for your life. And uh, God sent me here. I believe he sent me here for you. And he says, where are you from? I said, I'm from Vancouver, Washington. And um, and he says, uh, he sits down in his car. He says, are you a drug addict? I said, no, I'm not a drug addict, but I used to be a drug addict. And Jesus sent me here for you. And he loves you. He's got a plan for your life. And he starts weeping and crying, Jeff. Come on. He's weeping and crying. Come on. And as he starts weeping and crying, I said, do you need a fresh start? And he says, man, more than you know. And as he's weeping and crying, I tell him about the fresh start with Jesus Christ. You know, he prayed right there in his car. I told him where I was speaking at the next morning. He came the next morning to the church and I was talking about the power of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit speaks to us and how the Holy Spirit wants to impact people. He came up for prayer. Holy Spirit fell on him. Power of God touched his life. And he went to the pastor afterwards and he said, this is my church. And uh, this this is my church now. Right. And so, I mean, it's just following the voice of the Lord like that. And uh, I mean, there was just countless testimonies. And I, I just finished a book and they were all testimonies about hearing the voice of God and stepping on faith. So let's talk about that because hearing the voice of God, I mean, just if, if people can notice kind of a theme between even my stories, but definitely once Chris has shared, hearing the voice of God often I would say maybe all the time requires some faith action, right? Cause like you, fourth street liquor store, you could be like, Oh, fourth street liquor store. That's nice. All right. Well, Lord, you know, just whatever in Jesus name, be with the person that's there, blah, blah, blah. But you were like, no, I need to go there. And I need to, this is an act of faith. I need to get up. I need to go. And that's the thing is the go. It's the go. Yeah. And that's the action part. And that's where the faith comes involved, believing the word and responding to the word. So I, I like to make it really simple. Like James says, um, to be a hearer and a doer of the word. Mm -hmm. So if I hear something, I have to apply what, what I heard. It's not just, it's not just the, the, the written word of God. It's, it's the, the freshly spoken word of God. When we recognize God's voice coming to us, speaking to us, to hear his word, and then how can we apply that word fast? And it's learn, do, teach. And that was the whole Jesus model. You know, um, be careful how we hear, because and it, I believe it's in Mark chapter 4, um, 
but it's but it's about hearing the voice of the Lord and recognizing the voice of the Lord and then valuing the voice of the Lord. And a lot of times people don't value the voice of the Lord. Mm. They just kind of push it off because they're busy. But when we're able to slow down and recognize the presence of God, this body presence, this presence around us, we become more aware that God is really on the move. Mm. And not only that, but there are angels all around us, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about demonic influences and I, and I, you know, I, I, we, we see demonic influences, but what about understanding that the angels that are on assignment, mm-hmm. Philip, an angel spoke to Philip, an angel gave a word to Philip and he, and he responded to that word and went to the Ethiopian eunuch. He overtook the chariot, preached the gospel and historic history. When we look at history, the gospel went into Africa because Philip was obedient to preach the gospel to the Ethiopian eunuch. Yeah. And so, you know, God wants to open up our ears to hear in the, in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there are just testimony. I'd love to be able to share another testimony or so of just yeah. hearing the voice of God yeah. and stepping out. But I will say it's all foundational for me of um, getting away, going into my room, shutting the door and saying, Lord, speak to me. And then just writing down his promises mm-hmm. and writing down his promises of scriptures, even this morning, you know, just what are scriptures that God is speaking to you about? What are highlighted scriptures? And just uh, just meditating on his word and uh, say, Lord, OK, you're speaking that to me in, in dreams, you know, writing down dreams. I've got dreams. So I've got my in my journal, I've got dreams and I, and I look for the word of God. And God, what do you want to say to me tonight? Yeah. What is what's a dream that you want to give me tonight? You know, um, a year ago, you know, I had a dream. Of that I was in a certain location in our city. And in the dream, there were a lot of Hispanics around me. And uh, in the dream, I felt God's presence. I felt God's favor. And I felt the word of the Lord coming to me that God was going to do something in that area. So uh, that was on our Saturday night. The next Sunday morning, I'm speaking at a church and I tell my team, I say, hey, team, uh, I said, guys, where do you want to eat afterwards? You know, let's go somewhere. Someone mentioned a Mexican a Mexican restaurant. And so um, we're driving. I'm driving down this road. And all of a sudden, Jeff, I'm reminded of the dream in the area that I'm driving through is the area that I dreamt about. So I told the team, I said, guys, God's given us an assignment, it came through a dream. Um, the Lord gave me a dream about this area. We're going to invest in this area. So we just started investing in the area, investing in the area. And then this last summer, um, Jeff, I just felt the Lord say, go to those, this certain apartment complex and tell them that you have a heart to reach children. You have a heart to help children. Tell them about your ministry. You have a, a mini mobile stage. You go in, you go into neighborhoods, you do block parties and all that stuff. And so I did. And the apartment manager loved it. And we came in the first time we did an event, we saw kids get saved. And and then from there, I said, OK, you know what? Now we're starting a kids club. And um, and this coming Saturday, we're handing out a bunch of presents for individuals oh. donated and we're helping kids out. But it came through a dream, Jeff. Yeah, it came through a dream. Oh, cool. And um yeah. And so I'm very passionate about people hearing the voice of the Lord, recognizing the voice of the Lord, and quickly responding. Mm. I always teach my daughter this. Quick obedience is the best obedience. Delayed obedience will lead you into disobedience. Ah, mm. oh, man. <laughs> yes. It's the truth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I, um, I think it's important for people to take away from this. I, I think it's impossible to not have some measure of, I mean, cause I'm feeling it now, like just like this hunger, like I can't wait till I'm done with work and I can just spend some time with the Lord. Like I have this, like, incre- like just this hunger to press in now. And I think that that's something that God really uses with you and in people is, is to, to spark that hunger in people. And that's the mark of a good, um, a good leader is someone who inspires people to, to seek Jesus, to always point to Jesus. And that's something Chris that you do so well. And, um, you know, that's something I noticed right away about you. So I think the important thing though, with seeking God is that it's not just like Jesus says, who lights a candle and then puts a, a bowl uh, over it or a basket over it. That, exactly. That this will light us up, right? This will get us burn bright, seeking God's presence, but it needs to shine. We need in, in our times with the Lord, in the revelation he gives us, it's meant to then turn out and give to other people. Like you said, yeah. learn, do, teach. Yeah, learn, do, teach. Let me read this passage yeah. in, in Mark 4 because... Yeah. You just hit it about the lamp. It says in Mark 4, verse 21, it says, And also he said to them, Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Then it goes on, verse 22, For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to light. Verse 23, If anyone has ears, if anyone has ears, let him hear. And then, and then here it goes. It, it, it gets, it gets better. It says, then he said to them, take and take heed what you hear with the measure you use. It'll be measured back to you and to you who hear more will be given. So he's talking about how do you set up algorithms in the spirit? This is huge algorithms in the spirit on how to hear the voice of the war. You know, like just like an algorithms, you know, if you search on Google or something like that, you put in certain words yeah. and then there's there's these or whatever you search, it begins to be more prevalent. Mm-hmm. So how can we create algorithms in the spirit of hearing the voice of the Lord and responding that when we hear it just becomes natural to begin to hear the voice of the Lord algorithms in the spirit. So, you know, just think about this. How many people have been attacked and they hear a lie? Okay. And that's the kind of the more prevalent thing that they hear lies about themselves coming against them. What about changing the algorithms? What about having faith in Jesus Christ that he's going to speak to us? He's going to lead us because we put value on his word. Who has ears to hear? And then next thing you know, algorithms change. And our life begins to be lived in the presence of Jesus Christ. And the supernatural power of God is released through our lives. Come on. Because That's- of algorithms and the power, we got to get this. The power is hearing his voice. Yeah. The power is not in us. Right. I mean, it's the grace of God that we can hear God's voice. Let's mm-hmm. no one should boast. But but when we hear, faith comes out of us if mm-hmm. we respond. So and, good. Uh, and then and then as we respond, more is given, more is given. To much is given, much is required. But when we put faith in what he's given to us and we apply it, more comes, more comes, more comes, more comes. I say this. There are many people that are shut down spiritually inside because they they feel like, man, I'm disqualified. Uh, I don't uh, I'm not like that individual. I'm, I, I'm not like that person. How about we just say today we're going to start over? 
How about today we say through the grace of God, we're just going to start over and say, Lord, thank you, God, for a fresh start. It, all the in all the disappointments in the past, uh, I'm not going to let the disappointments um, determine where I'm going in my future. I'm designed to hear the voice of God. I'm designed to walk in the power of the Spirit. I'm designed to see miracle signs and wonders take place all through my life. Mm. How about the people that are watching right now that they just allow a fresh start to come through the grace of God to say, I was born for this moment to hear God's voice and to release the power of God wherever I go. Come on. Yeah. And some people um, have been hungry to hear God's voice, but you keep trying to hear God while you're watching TV and you're, you know, you know, doing, you, you've got so much noise and it's like, God's in the secret place and he's drawing you into that secret place. And it's that time in the secret place. It's that, Hey, you know what? I'm going to leave my phone out of this room and I'm just going to spend time with God me him lamp on the table whatever um and then it's it's that refinement that takes place in that that space that secret place that boom you get like you charge to like go out and i think that some people it's as simple as them just going yeah i'm gonna shut the tv off yeah i'm gonna shut the tv off you know yeah i absolutely jeff i want to i want to share two more testimonies yeah. man because I like I, testimonies. these testimonies are going to just light people up on yeah. fire. And um, first one is uh, I was in I was in Reading just visiting. Um, and while I was visiting, I was just outside the prayer chapel. It's one of the favorite things that I love about Bethel is just their 24-7 prayer chapel right outside of it. And I was just seeking the Lord one morning. And um, and while I'm seeking the Lord, the Lord gives me a street, gives me a street to go to. And um and I just tuck it away in my journal, just write it down. And I had a lot of meetings that, that day and, and had some folks with me. And while I'm in the grocery store with some of my friends, um, all of a sudden I'm reminded of the street. And um, it's a Noma street. And so I say, hey, guys, you know, we've got to go to the street. Um, I, I, had, I had the Lord speak to me earlier this morning about Sonoma Street. And uh, the Lord's going to do something. So I put in the GPS and um, find Sonoma Street. And we're driving around Sonoma Street. And there's this apartment complex just, just highlighted to all of us. And so I circle around the apartment complex one more time. And then we go to Sonoma Street. And there was a lady that was out by her car. And so we get out of the car. And I, and I said to her, excuse me, ma'am, um, this might sound really strange, but God spoke to me this morning to come here. Uh, to Sonoma Street. I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. When I said those words that God sent me here, she just, the Holy Spirit came over her. She just bent over and she started weeping and crying, Jeff. And um, little did I know, little did I know that the, that the same morning at 7 a.m., because I received the word at 7 a.m., 7 a.m., she was praying. And she was praying, God, I need help. Please, God, I need help. Please, God, please hear my prayer. Please hear my prayer. I need help. And um, she was crying out to God. And somehow in the spirit realm, I was intercepted hearing her prayers. And God said, I want you to go to Sonoma Street. And so we went there. We found out that she had a, um, a problem with her car. And, um, and she had been out of work because she got sick for three weeks and she was just having a really tough time. We felt what the Lord said, hey, you got to help her, just help her. So we got the car all fixed for her. 
And uh, she has went on to write a book that is coming out um, next year about the miracle that took place on Sonoma Street. She began to tell her friends about this and it just sparked a fire in people. And, uh, and so God wants to speak to us. I was in another church in um, Georgia. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And while I was in Georgia this while back, um, I was uh, getting ready to speak and um, worship was taking place. And uh, the Lord speaks to me and says, um, leave right now. There's someone that needs a miracle in their body. And I'm thinking, Lord, you know, I'm getting ready to speak. Uh, and he, he speaks to me again. Leave right now. Go to the apartment complex behind the church. There's someone that needs a miracle. So I take one of the leaders there with me and uh, I knock on one door. No one no one really responds. And, and then I go to uh, another individual. They don't really respond. And, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, Lord, I really felt like you spoke to me, but I'm not seeing anything. And all of a sudden, Jeff, out of all the apartment complex doors, one door is highlighted to me. I go to that door and knock on the door. Woman comes to the door and I said, excuse me, ma'am, this may sound really strange, but I was at the church here and the Lord spoke to me that there was someone that needed a healing in their body needed a miracle in their body. And I left. And uh, by any chance, do you need a miracle in your body? This is what she said. She said, I was just praying a while ago. I'm in excruciating pain right now. Please, I need God to heal me. I said, the Lord has sent me here to lay my hands on you and to command all the pain to leave your body. I laid my hands on her, Jeff. The power of the Lord came over her. She was instantly healed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Instantly healed. Went back and, and was able to speak. I mean, they were closing um, worship and um, was able to speak right after that. And I want to share one last testimony because sometimes we feel that God is speaking to us and we don't understand. We don't understand. Yeah. And sometimes we we feel like, okay, um, I got revelation. I don't have interpretation, nor do I have application. Therefore, I don't know what to do. Again, God speaks and then there's an interpretation application. Sometimes God just, he's not waiting for us to have the full picture. He just wants to take a step of faith. So my wife and I were driving on the highway. And as we're driving on the highway, the Holy Spirit speaks to me, pull over. And I'm thinking, pull over? He says, pull over. All right. So I, I, I pull over on the side of the road. Um, my wife stepped and he's like, what's going on? He says, well, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. I don't understand what's going on, uh, but he just spoke to me. I need to pull over. And so we wait there. And uh, two minutes later, um, a police officer, highway patrol, um, comes. And um, he comes over to the door and he says, uh, is everything going on? Uh, is everything all right here? You guys OK? I said, officer, everything is just fine. This is going to sound very strange. Um, but the Holy Spirit, I'm a Christian. The Holy Spirit spoke to me to pull over. I believe it's for you. And the moment he stepped up, the Holy Spirit began to show me things about his life. And um, and he just began to get rocked. And and I said, and the, and the thing that the Lord really wants you to know right now, you need to know this, is you're a good father. You're wow. a good father. And when I said that he is a good father, Jeff, he broke. That officer broke, man. And um, he just began to say, thank you so much. I needed to hear that today. Hmm. Bro, 
Well, okay, everybody, I can confirm this is like the real deal. Like Chris, here's God. We he was in the studio one time. One of my coworkers, she no longer works here. One of my coworkers was going through a really rough time in her life, um, like enduring some pretty heavy abuse. She also had issues with her back. Chris is saying bye to everybody. He's like, bye, bye, bye. He shakes her hand. He walks away and we're talking. He comes back and he goes, hey, when I shook your hand, I felt some power go into your back. God really wants to heal your back. Chris didn't know that her back was hurting. And then he's like praying for it. He goes, hey, God wants you to know that in this difficult season that you're in, that he's with you. And it was just like, everybody started crying because everybody knew. Chris didn't know, you know, like it was just like, uh, so I can testify. I've seen, seen this guy hear God and be obedient. And it's, it's, uh, that's a hunger that all of us should have to hear. And I love that quick obedience is the best quick obedience is the best obedience. Is that what you said? Quick obedience is the best obedience. Yeah. 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 And because if we don't obey fast, what happens is, and I've done this before too, oh, yeah, me too. is, is um, then we talk ourselves out of obedience. Yeah. And then what we do is we don't even realize it, but we're training our heart to be disobedient. Wow. Yeah. And, and so just like children, you know, when you're raising children, you want them to obey fast because you're setting them up for their future. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same with our Heavenly Father. He's training us so that we obey fast. So he sets us up for our future. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Chris, I promised that we would stay as close to 45 minutes as possible. You were gracious enough to give us this time. I would love for you to pray for people and then we'll close this out. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for everyone right now. And even right now, I just feel that there is someone that is being healed in their stomach. And Lord, we thank you, God, for your healing presence, your power that's coming on that individual right now. And uh, Lord, you're going to speak to people. You're going to talk to people. Lord, Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says, you will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon them because they trust in you. And Lord, your peace activates a creative imagination. And Lord, your peace is how we begin to recognize your voice, living in your peace, living in your presence. So Lord, I pray right now that nothing gets bigger than your presence. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would begin to release a faith into people, Lord, to to be connected to you, to be connected to the source and to live life, Lord, as if if it makes sense in the light of eternity. God, I pray for that. I pray that they would realize that they're on assignment right now. And that is to know you, that's to make you known. We pray for your anointing, your presence, and your power. And uh, and Lord, I just come against right now any disempowering beliefs, any anything that tries to tell them, well, you're not this, you can't do that. Lord, that you would erase that. And Lord, for people that need a fresh start, Lord, that um, maybe they feel guilt and shame for things that they've done in their past. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to them that your blood has never dried up. Mm-hmm. And it's still falling right now, Lord. And you're able to give people fresh starts. I pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Dude, thank you so much. This is so good. I just feel like, ah, let's go, people. Let's go. (laughs) So good. Okay, so Chris, how can people follow you? I know you're all over social media. Where are some good places? Yeah, you can go to our website, CompassionAction.com. You can also go to our Facebook page, Compassion Action. Uh, we do TikTok as well. You can go to that. Um, you can follow my my public page, Chris Overstreet, um, as well. And then, of course, Instagrams. You can follow us on Instagram as well. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again, man. God bless you. So good. 
So good. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. God bless yeah. you guys. Yeah. Everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Rylan Hickman. He's back. Uh, he's going to be talking about some great prophetic words he's released and all that good stuff. Um, and then also there's a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com slash donate. That goes towards keeping this free, keeping it five days a week. And also the Wells, Show Mercy Wells. Right, Chris? Come on, man. Oh, that's yeah. Right. And I want to just say this, give a plug really quick. If you want to go to Show Mercy, if you want to go to Uganda, find out how you can go visit their website. And uh, we can't wait to see you go there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, go there. Show, showmercy.org or something like that. Yeah, just type in Show Mercy Ministries. So everybody be blessed. And we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Rylan Hickman. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.